Welcome to another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. I'm your host, Gazette Hawkeyes reporter, John Steppe. A little bit of a different scenery here today, not from my Iowa City apartment, but poolside in Orlando, where the Hawkeyes will soon play in the Citrus Bowl against Kentucky. So no guests for this week, just dedicated to answering your questions. So let's just get right into things. As I enjoy this sunny day in Orlando, it actually was foggy earlier, but that cleared up. But first of all, Bonnie asks, how are the players being protected from COVID? Are they limiting their activities? And players have been talking about how they need to be careful, that kind of thing. Overall, though, Kurt Ferentz said last week that they aren't going to be just sitting in the hotel, and they certainly aren't. Um, Anyone who walked down International Drive this week, you're bound to see a handful of players who did that on Monday. So players have been out and about. They were just doing Kids Day at Fun Spot America. Uh, which is an interesting amusement park. The go-karts were very popular for them. So bottom line, there hasn't been much in terms of limiting of activities. It's a hard thing to enforce anyways when you have 100 players in a tourist place like here in Orlando. So overall, not much there. They're going about their business. So far, haven't heard of any COVID positive tests, but as the rest of the Bulls have indicated, that thing can happen quickly. And so far, one of the two Bulls here has happened, but the other one, who knows? So, so far, things are looking promising, but it can change quickly. Then Gary asks about any rumors in terms of staffing, specifically as to new offensive coordinator. No news to report on that. I would be surprised if there was any news to report on that. Yeah, Brian Ferentz, at least from all public indications, seems to have a lot of job security. Now, things who knows what could happen, but I would be a little surprised if Kurt Ferentz's son gets fired. So, yeah, I would not be holding your breath for a change at offensive coordinator. Doesn't mean it's impossible. Maybe Brian Ferentz wants to move up the ranks somewhere. But yeah, I would be surprised if there was too much in terms of activity or really any activity specifically at that spot. Um, Then Jennifer asks if the game will actually happen. Seems like a lot of athletic events are canceled due to COVID-19. So far, so good. But who knows? As I was saying earlier, things can change quickly. So everything is nice, bright skies, palm trees, paradise right now, but there's a lot of COVID cases in this state. Uh, I think my class, my colleague was tweeting about how there are more COVID daily positive cases yesterday in Florida than there were people at the Cheez-It Bowl in attendance. So Florida is a big state, but still that's a lot of COVID here. I was at a pharmacy nearby and somebody was asking for a COVID rapid test. And the cashier said that they went through like three pallets of tests, like right away after they announced that they had them. So 
it's a question mark here and kind of an unusual one. The Holiday Bowl is a really fascinating situation there where Iowa is still the reigning Holiday Bowl champions because no Holiday Bowl last year and now no Holiday Bowl this year. So it's something that is very much present here and we'll see. You know, I'm recording this Thursday, see, 1130-ish on the East Coast here, but you know that leaves still another 48 hours for things to change. Um, Reese asks, who will be the best running back for Iowa in the bowl? And we're certainly going to see all three, I think. Um, that's been all the public indications so far. Ivory Kelly Martin was first on the depth chart. Now, Kurt Farron said on Tuesday that doesn't necessarily mean he's definitively the starter. He's not really thinking too much, it seems, about who's technically starter versus coming in on the second play. But all in all, Ivory Kelly Martin's going to get to play. Gavin Williams is going to get to play. And LaShawn Williams is going to get to play. I'm really interested to see how Gavin Williams plays. I think this, we've seen a little bit of Gavin Williams in terms of that number two role behind Tyler Goodson. But now that Goodson isn't in the picture here, I think this could really be Gavin Williams' time to shine. And I think it's important, too, for him to have a good game. Obviously, there's still spring camp. You still have summer workouts, all that stuff. But you look at it, and there are going to be a couple of good running backs coming in in this upcoming recruiting class. And if Gavin Williams is a great game, it's going to be hard for the coaching staff to not have him as the number one running back. I'm going to be curious on LaShawn Williams, have not seen much of him play. I think Ivory Kelly Martin could be an exciting situation there because he's had some time now where he's probably as healthy as he's been in quite a long time. And, you know, the fumbles were an issue, but he also had that history with the wrist injury. So I think Ivory is going to be interesting. Well, Sean, that'll be probably most fans first extended to look at him. But I think Gavin Williams would be my best guess there. I'm not a betting person, but if I was to put money on it, I'd probably put money on Gavin Williams standing out the most. Now, Another question I've been getting a couple times via email, really since the Big Ten, well, shouldn't say since the Big Ten Championship, since he opted out, is, is Tyler Goodson on this trip? We have not seen him at any of the festivities. Granted, he's not far away from Atlanta, but I would not expect him to be in attendance. On the other side, Brees Hall at Iowa State opted out, but was still with the team. So different teams have different strategies. Usually, though, it's a pretty safe bet that you probably wouldn't have the players who opt out there. Obviously, some exceptions, like in yesterday's Cheez-It Bowl. In case anyone was wondering, I didn't get any questions about this, but there were plenty of Cheez-Its at the Cheez-It Bowl. I know that's probably a shocker for people to hear, but yeah, that snack was in the media room at the stadium, at the hotel, you name it. So plenty of Cheez-Its to go around. Then in terms of score prediction, right now I think I have it as Iowa 21. Well, I should flip this around. 
Kentucky 24, Iowa 21. I think this is me a big game for Mark Stoops. He's got a lot to play for. And I think that, you know, Kentucky, they didn't have a, this is kind of their big game. Um, aside from Georgia, which I don't think anyone was expecting them to beat Georgia. They didn't have a championship game last month. I think that goes into it. I think probably the even bigger factor is this offense. You have an offense that relied on running the ball without their top running back. That's a challenge there. But, you know, this defense, I think, can keep them into games. And I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it's really going to come down to how does Iowa's defense do against Kentucky's offense? And if this is a low-scoring, grinded-out game, Iowa has a pretty good chance at a win. I think the danger is Kentucky has a very balanced, very effective offense. This is not a one-trick pony by any means. So we'll see those Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central at Camping World Stadium. Follow me for updates. I'll be tweeting at jsteppe1, steppe, S-T-E-P-P-E. Until then, we will talk Hawks later.